MC Podcast. Welcome back to the SMC Podcast. I'm Jamin, and here I've got Superintendent Bruce and Assistant Superintendent Michael, who, if you saw in recent announcements in the Conference Chronicles and other special letters we've been sending out, has now been upgraded from Assistant Superintendent, not to Bruce's job, but to Superintendent Elsewhere. So uh, we're going to listen into a conversation with them. As you know, uh, Michael joined us, it feels like a decade ago, but probably been like two three years three years three years uh and uh you know we brought him in and he's helped bruce with this kind of turnaround that we've been seeing all throughout the conference and now we see a shifting in another direction as uh, we've tried to be open as free methodists to what the holy spirit's doing and now you kind of get this uh, announcement that there's you know change with where the spirit's leading and so we just kind of want to open it up to you guys to Listen in on a meeting that you guys are having, but you know we're all you know, eavesdropping in the room. So I'll turn it over to you, Bruce, to kind of uh, start this off sure. and take us where you'd like. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I want to point out that this is a very historic moment uh, in the life of the conference because the Detroit Lions won yesterday <laughs> and the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> lost badly. Mm, I hope this uh, is not a prophetic sign. State. So let's get that out of the way right now. There's the trash. And uh, <laughs> Michael and I were texting back and forth during that game, and uh, Seattle was never in that game, were they? That was a tough game nope. to be a Hawks fan. But anyway... Hope, hope brings eternal. So, uh, Michael, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited about uh, the opportunity that uh, you have had extended to you. Um, you know, just six months ago, we weren't thinking this way, and yet um, it's been clear now looking in the rearview mirror, you know, seeing the fingerprints of the Holy Spirit in this. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for the opportunity and for the shift that you're going to enter into um, you know, several people have asked me in recent days, so how are you doing with all this? And I said, you know, this is good for the church. Uh, this is good for the national superintendency team. This is good for the PNW. Uh, it's good for the general church. And so uh, I believe it's really good for Southern Michigan Conference. It's different. It's not what I want, but uh, but it is good. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about having you uh, involved in the national team at a different level now, and I think that's a good thing. So, um, you know, as we enter into the conversation, I think a lot of people would like to hear more of the story, the personal sure. side of the story of what's been going on here. It's not that old. I mean, this is this kind of came quickly. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact date, but I don't think it's been six weeks uh, since this has been on the radar, or maybe just about six weeks. Yeah. So why don't you just... Uh, Let's back up the truck and just talk about how how this started to play out for you. Yeah, well, I think for the entire church, this is a season of uh, a lot of change. I mean, we saw a historic general conference with the election of three new bishops. And um, at that general conference, um, I had no idea how uh, that historic election would impact Nancy and I. <laughs> Uh, as I don't know if everybody knows, but uh, 
uh, our executive team has been in a in a over year long process of of um, doing strategic planning and praying into what God would have for Southern Michigan Conference to uh, continue to thrive and expand. And so that's where the focus of my attention has been uh, over the last uh, four or five months. And so when um, Bishop Matt Thomas called a couple weeks after General Conference and said, hey, um, we would like you to, to consider um, letting your name stand for the Pacific Northwest Conference Superintendency, um, that, that came as a surprise um, uh, to Nancy and I. And um, we, I, I told the bishop we would pray about it uh, for, um, he, he wanted it pretty, uh, pretty soon an answer. So, so we took about a week and um, we just came to the conclusion, uh, we first of all, just really deeply believe in the appointments process. You know, all of us in the Free Methodist Church believe that mm-hmm. God has made us itinerant and that we serve the church at the, at the discretion of, of the Spirit and, uh, and the Spirit's leading through the leadership of the church. And so um, as Nancy and I prayed, we felt like, you know what, this isn't something we've sought. Um, and the Bible says that all authority comes from God. And so we thought, well, um, if this is an opportunity we have not sought and all authority comes from God, then we can trust the Holy Spirit's leading in the process. So we felt like it was appropriate to enter into that conversation and then just follow the leading of the Spirit. And all along the way, uh, our prayer has been, God, whatever you want to do, because for sure uh, we have... um, uh, you know, we grew, both grew up in the Northwest, so we have a lot of relational connection there. But we're deeply invested in the Southern Michigan Conference. And so our whole approach to this has been, um, you know, Lord, we're willing to be deployed wherever you want to deploy us. Um, but really not even uh, in our hearts having a preference, you know, just 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 a s- submission. Mm-hmm. Just a submission to say, Lord, wherever you think is best um, we're willing. Yeah. And so, um, honestly, even now it seems really super surreal. Um, we did not, um, I, I personally have a philosophy that you, um, you always stay on assignment until you have a different assignment. Mm-hmm. And so, um, um, I remember even the week that, uh, we were flying up to the PNW to have the conversation with their leadership, uh, Bruce and, and our staff, uh, time, you know, does anybody have anything to pray about? And I uh, really just hadn't even crossed my mind that this was uh, something that was uh, pending uh, because we were deeply invested here. Mm-hmm. So Spirit of God has moved and um, and we have a new assignment um, uh, or at least uh, are close to having a new assignment and we're excited about that. Um, it's bittersweet. Uh, we've been a, a assistant superintendents here for for three years, but we've been investing in the Southern Michigan Conference for over five years. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, I shared with uh, some of the pastors at the Mich- at the Multiply Intensive. Um, I, I deeply love the pastoral team in this conference, and um, and have been so privileged to be. Um, a part of what God is doing, I think, at a at a really catalytic time in the history mm-hmm. of the Southern Michigan Conference. So, 
um, definitely um, am sad <laughs> to mm-hmm. to um, uh, to have a different seat from which to watch that, mm-hmm. but but really do trust the leading of the Lord and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you came to us from the PNW, and to the PNW you will return, essentially. Yeah, well, Northwest. yeah, I guess ashes so. Ashes to yeah. ashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so tell us a little bit about what uh, the next few months looks like. I imagine there's people who have specific questions about, well, when does Michael leave? When does the transition actually take place? Yeah, well, um, assuming I'm not the first free Methodist uh, superintendent to not get elected um which uh so the election all this is predicated uh on um the spirit of god confirming uh this through the through the through the delegation of of the pacific northwest conference but assuming all of that uh moves forward then uh we would be uh completing our assignment here in southern michigan around thanksgiving and um uh trying to pack up the family and move um, prior to um, uh, Christmas, uh, coming back to Michigan for Christmas because we have a lot of family that lives here and is not moving. And, uh, and then uh, starting the new um, opportunity at the, at the first of the year. Yeah. By the way, that reminds me, Michael, I brought about five boxes in my truck for you today. <laughs> no charge. So I had a great uh, lunch with Bishop Thomas, and I think this, I want to share this part of the story for our pastoral team. Uh, Bishop Matt Thomas and I had opportunity to be together last Friday afternoon for lunch, and he told me a little bit of the story of how the, the different candidates, there were three candidates, how they were lined up and uh, the initial voting in the room and um, how it became so obvious at the end of the day how the Holy Spirit had really come upon this group of 11 in their search committee. And uh, the first place person and the last place, I mean, the, the roles jockeyed, the yeah. voting jockeyed, and it became clear to the group as they prayed. And he said they had three specific prayer times uh, during the debate at the end of, of these interviews. And after the third one, he said the Holy Spirit came in such a clear way, and it was more than apparent that the group had achieved an awareness of the mind of the Spirit and that they voted unanimously for Michael. So whereas I thought Michael was kind of a shoe-in early on, what was really true of this was that this was a rich spiritual experience for that team as they interview three great candidates, all yeah. different, all different gift sets, all different wiring, all different experience levels and involvements in that conference. And yet at the end of the day, because they continue to hammer out, seek the mind of the Lord that they achieve that. Now, Michael, that's got to give you a, uh, you and I haven't even had time to unpack that. Yeah. I don't know how much of it maybe the bishop shared with you, but that's got to give you some, oh, I would say confidence that this is, this is something that the Lord has done. It's not something you've sought. You didn't. You didn't send a resume out here. Uh, you were approached, and and um, you know the just the way in which the Spirit really revealed His mind to this group. I was really encouraged hearing some of the inside of the dynamics in the room. Yeah, I think both Nancy and I, um, you know, had zero nervousness about this because. From our point of view, we didn't. There's no losing situation here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, either way, we get to be where God has placed us and we get to partner with him in ministry. And so we, we really entered this whole process with a deep sense of peace um, until. <laughs> so, you know, you have this opportunity where you're with the team and it was just a wonderful, we just had such a wonderful time with the team. And, um, and then, you know, this, this conversation and prayer time they had um, took over four and a half hours. We were the last um, of the three interviewed, which, which I will say um, if um, both of the other uh, people that were interviewed are just fantastic leaders and would have been a tremendous gift to the Pacific Northwest. So, so we just even didn't know. I mean, there, there was no uh, sense from us that we were ever shoe-ins. In fact, quite the opposite, um, you know, from mm -hmm. my discussion with you, I, I thought this was a long shot at best. But um, but as we left that, I mean, I think nobody was more surprised when Bishop Matt called than Nancy and I, because mm -hmm. we had felt like, yeah, we've done what the Lord has asked us to do. We've surrendered this to him and uh, felt like given the length of time that this probably wasn't going to be an assignment that we got. But um, when Bishop Matt called and shared um, uh, what you described, um, there, there was a great sense of peace yeah. because, um, you know, any job, like, any job like this that you feel you're qualified for or that you feel like, oh, yeah, I got this in my strengths and abilities, um, that's just not a good place to be in ministry, period, mm -hmm. whether it's in the local church or in leadership because... The work of God is always beyond us. It's absolutely always beyond us. It, and so, um, you know, we have to lean into the Holy Spirit to mm -hmm. partner with him in his work. And he lets us do that. But it's not something we can do on our own. Mm -hmm. And so uh, stepping into this, uh, the, the PNW conference is going through a lot. Um, I appreciate your prayers in that. They just uh, spun off a a new conference in the in the reach conference and that's brought a lot of change to their realities uh in the pnw and uh also uh just lost a very beloved uh leader for who's been their superintendent for uh over 20 20 years yeah yeah, yeah. so um and uh to the to the bishop role and so um this is a time of tremendous change for them and tremendous uncertainty and so uh, just approaching that and saying, Lord, um, what, what, how, can, how can we serve? You know, we're entering that with um, humility and just um, a willingness to, to follow Jesus wherever he would lead. And also an excitement in knowing that, um, you know, just, just even sometimes in hours that are uncertain or seem dark, it's in those moments that, the Spirit of God comes mm -hmm. in uh, unique and powerful ways like he has here mm -hmm. in the Southern Michigan Conference. And I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what God will do in the Pacific Northwest Conference and excited I, I get to be a part of it. Yeah. So, Mike, I think, you know, uh, part of the experience that I think some of our listeners are having now might be concerned about uh, gravitational leadership. So... Uh, Pastors that have been here, lay leaders who've been here, know that 
three and a half years ago when we took this huge faith step to bring on an assistant superintendent, something we never had in 150-year history, and to make a three-year commitment to a salary line like that when we didn't have the, the money through the operating budget, and then in addition, a sizable financial investment in the company itself, gravitational leadership. I mean, your your job title when you started was Assistant Superintendent of Leadership Development and Multiplication. And the multiplication piece, uh, you know, Dustin does an awful lot of that, does a wonderful job for us now. So there might be pastors and lay leaders in the conference that are asking, well, what about that that investment? Uh, what, what happens to our leadership development uh, tools now and our footing as a conference? And I know you have some some good answers uh, there. I'm not going to share it. I'm going to let you share sure. uh, how this works going forward. And while you do that, for all of our listeners who are like, you know, unaware of what gravitational leadership is and us buying into that, you may want to clarify some of that too. Sure. Well, um, I, I started a company a number of years ago called Gravitational Leadership. And the heart of that was to multiply leaders and churches and, um, uh, what what has become really, uh, I think, a crisis in the pastorate is, um, you know, pastors are being asked to do things that they're not trained how right. to do. And so um, there's been a couple of different um, uh, research projects that have shown this, but uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 89 percent, depending on which uh, survey you're looking at, of pastors feel like they were not adequately trained for the job that they now have. And that's primarily because they were trained theologically and biblically um, around how to study the scriptures and who, the nature of God and those kinds of things. But they weren't trained um, in organizational development, how, how to do things with people, kind of the business side of the church and those kinds of things. Which, which actually take up a lot more of their time than, than, mm-hmm. um, than the other. And so um, I felt like God called me to establish this company to help provide learning opportunities for pastors to bolster them in that work. One that was um, transformative in nature, that really leaned into the Spirit of God, um, because you cannot lead in the church with it's his church we need the spirit of god but also that would strengthen the administrative side and and some of the people skills and just just help pastors because i think a lot of times what causes pastors and churches to get stuck are things that are not at all spiritual Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. there are things that are practical and and so i just had a passion to help to help change that so along with some other folks we started gravitational leadership and and over time, we developed a close partnership with the Turnaround Church Coaching Network and began to lead that um, as well. And um, so when I was approached by the conference to come and, and be a part of the work here in a special way, um, that, that meant a cost for because as the leader of that company, um, then um, if I were to step out of the day-to-day operations of that, which I did to come here, then... Um, then that would set back the business. So there was a real financial loss um, that my partners were um, going to experience if I said yes. And so, um, long story short, 
we all have the mind of God. Even my partners who have nothing to do mm-hmm. with the Southern Michigan Conference in the past um, were not um, felt like Jesus was asking our company to say yes and um, and me to say yes specifically to this role. So so we took that step of faith. And I think it was a step of faith on all sides. Mm-hmm. Um, was, and, yeah. and part of what made it possible is we have the same mission to multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Mm-hmm. And so if we're coming at it from similar veins. So we felt like this is going to be a good strategic partnership. So the first couple of years were pretty hard on gravitational leadership because the company had to uh, come uh, uh, in its own of of who the company would be without me being the front person because yeah you were the face um, of the company that, that's right and yeah. then you had to take more of a backseat yeah. yeah so I was no longer doing all the primary selling and when when people wanted to be trained in the past they want to be trained by me mm-hmm. well that wasn't going to be an option um, in the future because I wasn't going to be able to deliver that because of my responsibility here and so um, you know, so I'm so proud of my gravitational leadership team because they have done a great job of, of rebuilding what was lost. And the Southern Michigan uh, Conference partnered in that. And then God has expanded um, the reach of gravitational leadership in terms of training pastors um, to a much broader uh, level. And so I know that a lot of um, gravi- or a lot of Southern Michigan Conference people may not even be aware, um, but... Um, you know, in this time, we have had thousands of pastors that have gone through uh, turnaround church coaching networks that have accessed online or, or in-person trainings and uh, that have seen significant help and hope uh, come to them in their individual um, uh, contexts, uh, all as an extension of the ministry of the of the Southern Michigan Conference. And so um, there, um, I think, are five or six conferences now. Um, around the Free Methodist Church that are, that are um, benefiting from these kind of learning opportunities. And um, and so it's just exciting to see what God is doing with that. So moving forward, um, this partnership doesn't change. Right. So, um, you know, gra- so in some ways, besides just having me, now the Southern Michigan Conference gets to inherit the whole gravitational team. Uh, to uh, continue to provide ongoing learning opportunities for the pastors of the Southern Michigan Conference. Uh, We have an online learning platform that we've been diligently uh, working on to provide different training uh, opportunities and learning um, and and the the seminars and and the cohorts and all of that um, are available to the Southern Michigan Conference in perpetuity. and so I'm, I'm excited about that because it yeah. feels like all this work that we've done and everything that we've started, um, it's going to continue on mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it, and it doesn't cost anything for the, for the Southern Michigan Conference yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving forward because of what the Lord has already done yeah. uh, through our partnership. Yeah, I think it's important for uh, our conference to recognize that the price tag to the investment of the company was an investment in our leaders. I mean, we we just weren't investing in this area in the ways that we needed to be. We recognized the gap uh, between, uh, you know, the knowledge gap between leading the church in the 21st century. I mean, I had it, certainly. Uh, I wasn't even aware of all the categories. And my awareness today is just 
just grown tremendously. And, um, and I, I would hope that most of our pastors, if not all of them, would recognize that as well, that, that that investment wasn't a cost. It was really an investment into their leadership, into their effectiveness, into their fruitfulness as leaders in the local church. And the fact is that that investment's never lost. Uh, I mean, it's it's born fruit today. It's brought us to where we're at. It's brought us to where we're heading. It's built more uh, collaborative environments between our conference and other conferences uh, in this region. And uh, now going forward, I think that Southern Michigan will have a uh, a new type of collaborative partnership with the P and W. Something that we've never had before. That uh, our friendship through the years that's been forged in our relationship. Our, our investment relationship in GL now is going to have uh, is going to morph and change, but there's going to be some really exciting things that are going to come out of out of the future here. I think for us, yeah, I think um, I would totally agree with that. I mean, so I'm very excited um, looking at this transition. So for the people listening, you know, we have Bruce and I and Dustin and and others on the team. Have been working for over a year on a five-year strategic plan for the Southern Michigan Conference. How are we going to multiply churches? How are we going to strengthen existing churches? How are we going to develop leaders? How, how are we going to strengthen the financial uh, base of the conference for ministry purposes? And um, you know, we've been working on that, and I'm so excited about that because as as the bishop you know talked to me after general conference we've we've made adjustments to that plan mm-hmm. um, and that plan is something that's going to go forward and it gave me a lot of confidence even in this move that the spirit of god has prepared yes. the southern michigan conference uh, for this move and that this isn't a setback but a step forward mm-hmm. in terms of what god is going to do here and then the partnership between PNW and Southern Michigan Conference is going to strengthen both conferences right. in some really meaningful ways, and I believe also strengthen the general church. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people may not know, but the, the the Southern Michigan Conference and the PNW Conference have had um, a, a, a collaborative relationship in the past. Um, and the whole time I've been here, we've collaborated on things like, like Meg and... Um, and credentialing stuff and so forth and so um, that's only going to get strengthened now and um, and already uh, Dustin and I and Bruce have been uh, uh, planning some ways that we could uh, um, strengthen one another in uh, recruiting and mm-hmm. training and uh, partnering together to uh, continue uh, to see the kingdom of God expand in southern Michigan and, and in the Pacific Northwest. All right. Well, that's great. Before we let you both go, obviously, this is a big change. Um, I think it'd be great for people to hear uh, from each of you, like, what are prayer requests for you in this time as the transition happens. So, uh, Michael, since you're taking off, let's start with (laughs) you. (laughs) Well, uh, because this is a relatively new thing and uh, we didn't have a lot of opportunity to prepare, you know, we're not we're not, we haven't planned for this. So we've got a lot of logistical things um, like the selling of our house and how are we gonna move, where are we gonna live, all this kind of thing. Uh, So certainly pray for that. And then, um, you know, I would ask for prayer for the PNW conference because again, in this time of so much uncertainty that the spirit of God would show up in a powerful and real way. And like the spirit has started, 
the work that the Spirit has started here in Southern Michigan. Um, would you just pray for a move of God's Spirit yeah. in the Pacific Northwest where um, the broader population is much further from God um, than here in the Midwest? Uh, the Pacific Northwest is one of the least church part of our, our country. And so um, pray for the move of the Spirit um, in the conference. Yeah, good. Well, you know, obviously picking up the pieces and figuring out what the next steps are. This is uh, not where I thought I'd be paying attention to this fall. <laughs> now going into the fall, I realize that uh, staffing transition, um, you know, is a big deal. And who is the person that God has now that can come into the conference and build upon the sort of work that Michael's done? I, you know, I, I love that verse. And and acts i don't have the reference in mind but um it says david served god's purposes in his own generation and i think what's true of michael is in this season that he's done that uh, but i believe he's kind of built a foundation and i think um we're not trying to hire and find another michael now we're trying to find uh, the next person that god has and uh, i just need real wisdom uh, to know what that piece really looks like so i can begin to recruit around it yeah I think that'll help uh, our hearts too as we're praying for you to know that like you are looking for someone to kind of mm -hmm. take that spot too. You know, when Michael came in, it was so new. People might have wondered like, yeah, <laughs> is this a temporary thing? If things right. were to change down the road or, or what? So mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, these are some ways that you can be praying for the Southern Michigan Conference and more specifically for our leaders. Uh, guys, we're just excited for what uh, the Holy Spirit's doing and where He's taking us, and uh, we too. Uh, following your leadership as you follow him. So thanks. Great. Thank, Thank you, you Damon. Podcast. <laughs>